Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic, host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on this Friday, October 6, 2023. Let's dive right in. It's Bachelor Rush Hour. All right. Can you believe it, folks? We are weeks away from Halloween. Thanksgiving's around the corner. Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa are knocking at your door. Did you do your 2023 resolutions? Another year flies by. You know what? Who cares? We're here, and we are ready to cover The Bachelor and other entertainment news. I'm going to share with you guys a couple quick stories. But in full disclosure, I'm recording this very early Friday morning from the Indian Ocean on my last day here in the Maldives. We're flying out today, so I wanted to make sure before all the hoopla of multiple flights, it's going to be 37 hours of traveling. That's right, folks. It's going to be a disaster. I'll actually get home Saturday morning because we're flying into the time zones here. But uh, I wanted to make sure I got you guys some good content before we go. So I uh, did a Q&A yesterday on Instagram, and you had a lot of questions about my fight with the bull sharks and I'll tell you uh, I'll get into it it was 50 feet long and 10 feet wide it spoke uh, Korean I don't know Um, I'm gonna get into all of this with you guys in a second here but first let's answer let's talk about some of the news in the bachelor world Blake Moynes uh, took to his Instagram to talk about uh, being surprised that Katie Thurston joined him on the beach this year on Paradise he did a Q&A on his Instagram stories, and the question was, did you know Katie would be crashing Paradise? And here is Blake Moynes with the answer. No. And as soon as I saw her, I just was like, I knew I should have hashed this out in private because I waited too long. I avoided the situation. And now i got to hash it out in front of everyone on TV. Like, we had, we literally hadn't spoke at all since we broke up on FaceTime and ended the engagement. And then all the stuff that happened after that, we didn't talk. So no, had I known, I would have squashed all of that and not had to do it in front of millions of people, which is, it is what it is now, right? Get to see a breakout unfold on TV. Great, fantastic. Well, that's how you sell the show. Uh, so look, yeah, I mean, Blake, she dumped you. You didn't owe you didn't owe that conversation whatsoever. But that's what's great about the Bachelor universe is you know we haven't heard from uh, uh what's her name Serene and uh, Brandon like we haven't heard from Piper and Brendan like there's plenty of breakups that while they don't get resolved right away maybe over time they get uh, they get their uh, sort of uh, final words in. And speaking of breakups, oh boy, you hate to be teased, but I just heard of a breakup in Bachelor Nation. You might not hear about it for a while. That's all I'll say about that, folks. (laughs) Enjoy that one this weekend. I can't say anything further. Yikes. All right. Bachelor Nation giveth Bachelor Nation taketh away, right, folks? Okay, and let's get into our next story. Speaking of, oh, boy, yesterday we had the story here about the Missouri high school teacher who was put on leave after district officials discover her OnlyFans account. As you remember, I, I also mentioned her class had perfect attendance, right? Family teacher conferences uh, in high demand. She had to line out the door. Uh, but either way, we have a new story here. Minneapolis, am I pronouncing that right? I've been accused of mispronouncing Minneapolis. Minneapolis, how many ends are in there? Minneapolis Police Department cop outed as OnlyFans model during traffic stop department investigates. A Minneapolis driver got a serious eyeful of the cop who pulled him over. He recognized her as an OnlyFans model who he's been 
who he's seen having sex online. And now Minneapolis Police Department is probing, as it were, for any conduct violations. What are the odds? The female officer pulled over a guy last week and he told Fox 9 in Minneapolis that after about 10 minutes, the cop started to look familiar and he realized he'd been following her OnlyFans account. He was like, uh, can you put the handcuffs on me? And she's like, Sir, this is a traffic stop. I'm writing you a ticket. He's like, are you going to need to throw me over the hood of your car? She's like, no, that's actually a tier three uh, subscription if you want to join. As he put it, you got to go to the VIP and you got to see the videos of her and I guess husband. I guess that's who it is. They do full sex videos. Well, look, as I've said before, we are not paying our public officials enough money. Uh, okay, look, if you're not a judge, if you're not some, I don't know. Uh, I, I said this yesterday. I'm in full support of teachers doing what they want on their off time. Uh, you know, that's just me. That's uh, you're, you're teaching entrepreneurial spirit and and uh, I, I don't think there should be any shame in having consensual sex. I don't, uh, in, including if you're a police officer. Who the hell cares? Either way, uh, I mean, it's like if she was making OnlyFans videos where she was using her gun or you know badge or whatever, yeah, maybe not do that, you know? Uh, but either way, not a problem in my book. Someone commented yesterday on my Instagram. They said, I think all teachers should have an OnlyFans account. And I was like, you didn't know my high school uh, history teacher because uh, I don't know about that. But I guess everyone has the right to an OnlyFans. It ain't going to mean I'm going to subscribe. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are deep in mediation to settle their divorce. We'll get into this story right after a quick word from our sponsors. As you guys know, we've been following this story deep in mediation to settle divorce. Joe and Sophie have been embroiled in a bitter child custody dispute but they have been spending hours together over the past two days trying to hammer out a divorce. Yeah, so it seems to be he wants the kids to stay in the U.S. because they were born and raised here. And she said, we plan to have them in the U.K. And this is what happens when you marry some Brit, right? And I'm not blaming, I'm not, I'm not on Team Joe or Team Sophie, but it looks like they've got themselves a problem. Because, look, here's what I think they should do. He, there's what, what are there, two kids? Joe takes one of the kids, she takes the other kid, and then they never talk to each other again. Again. And then when the kids go off to camp, they realize that they're siblings and then they switch bodies and try to get their parents back. Is this a parent trap? Anyway, we'll have to give you updates on how that mediation goes. Am I batting a thousand here? Is this a perfect episode? I think we're having fun. All right. Should we jump into the Q&A you guys have been asking for? Oh, one more story. Uh, Phillies don't get a lot of respect out there. The Philadelphia fans are considered some of the worst fans. Hey, don't judge me for saying that. They throw snowballs at Santa Claus, right? Well, the fan in Philadelphia drops $4,500 on beer for the whole section at a Phillies game. That is one way to win over some fans here. Let's have a listen. He said, I'm purchasing it for the whole section. And then the guy said, have your IDs out. And then they're all getting a nice beer. Hey, that's how you win over this section. $4,500 seems actually kind of low for a whole second. I mean, do you know how expensive beer is at the game? Either way, enjoy a cold one on me as we go through our Q&A. Oh, boy, there's a lot of questions here. Um, someone actually asked me, was there ever an update on the Joe Coleman story? And the truth is, the Joe Coleman story, If and I'm not going to you know, go into the whole story here, but it was a story that was broke by the Reddit moderators. And I actually regret, and I've mentioned this before, but I actually regret covering the story. Not because I know believe it's true or not true, just because when it comes to the Reddit moderators, when the, when you don't have when you're an anonymous person writing a story or breaking a story, you don't have to have any credibility behind the story. It doesn't mean it's not credible, uh, but uh, you know, it's one thing if say. 
the New York Times breaks a story or a specific, uh, you know, Hoda Kotb, host of the, you know, whatever. If, if the story's broken with someone's name attached to it, it definitely holds more weight than if it's just some random place. So no, there was never any updates on that. It all kind of just went away. Uh, no one was no one was trying to press charges. Someone asked this: Has anyone seen Jane Doe in person recently and confirmed she appears pregnant? The answer to that is no. No one has seen her in person, and no one has seen whether or not she's got a baby belly. She would be five months pregnant with twins. Uh, someone asked: Have you almost ever given up? What kept you going? You know, no, no. I'm a, I'm a stubborn guy. I've never almost given up. I've fallen into depressive states when I'm doing my you know minimum wage side job. Uh, but it, if if I could tell you when my lowest low was as far as like my career, it was definitely days before the pandemic. The pandemic, uh, you know, uh, was a rough time for a lot of people, but it was also a time of hope and a chance to rethink uh, about what your priorities are in life. And it was the last time I ever worked for somebody else. That was the pandemic, folks. The last time I worked for somebody else, my little minimum wage side job working for tips was probably the lowest, but I didn't want to give up. I'm a stubborn guy. I just, I just knew when something isn't working, you have to find a way to try something else. And uh, once the pandemic hit, I said, I I have now the option and the opportunity to put more energy into YouTube. And that's what we did. Someone said, I love your travel destinations. How can you afford travel tips and tricks? Well, you could make YouTube content. <laughs> i tell you what. I mean, look, I'm up at 6 a.m. Uh, the day we're about to go on a 37-hour flight making a podcast. And I, you know, made con- I make two to three hours of content a day when I'm traveling and probably three to five hours when I'm not traveling. Uh, so it's not easy, folks, uh, but I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you it's been something where because we, uh, you know, because I make content almost every day, you know, it adds up and um, t- travel tips and tricks. Look, join the Dave Neal community because we started a thread uh, for credit card points and I haven't commented in that thread at all, but this is the trip where we're finally using our points. So we actually have some uh, pretty strong recommendations. We took out different credit cards one at a time and they have bonus points and we finally cashed them in and we're using them uh, to get a business class, which is kind of like their first class uh, trip um, on our first leg of our trip from the Maldives to Qatar. It's only a five-hour flight, but it'll be nice to get those lie flat seats and those private little cubbies. And we get it essentially for free out of the travel points we already had. Now, the trip itself was expensive. This was the first trip where we stayed at a really nice resort. But the truth is, folks, my wife scours the internet for deals. I'm not kidding. She's tapped into all of the groups. But if you join Dave Neal's community on Facebook, well, maybe we can get her on there and she can tell you what she actually does. What you want to do that, Tasha? We're going to do a YouTube video for you where we'll tell you. She said she'll put it on her blog where she gives all of her tips. I mean, we literally got almost a million points and they're just bonus points you get when you travel and when you buy things like groceries and, uh, you know, different, uh, every, you know, it depends on what you're, uh, when you buy flights, you get five times the points on this. It can kind of be complicated, but um, we can walk you guys through that. Go to Dave Neal's community and just sign up. It's free on Facebook. You can just join and that's going to be information we pro- probably give away, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, but uh, when it comes to affording it, no, this was our first trip that we booked kind of, um, I think I paid for it, right, honey? Yeah, oh, now who's talking, baby? Yeah, that's right, your boy, YouTuber, podcast legend, uh, bull shark fighter over here, the matador, they call himself. (laughs) 
Sometimes I just literally look at Tasha and I try to make her laugh with my absurdity. Uh, but yeah, no, this was the first trip that I think we booked that wasn't uh, some sort of influencer deal. When we went to Bali, we got a couple upgrades in exchange for photos we were taking for them. And same thing when we went to Cartagena, Colombia and Thailand, I paid for myself too. And the vacation where I traveled to, uh, oh no, Thailand, uh, Tasha got us Koh Samui. She got us a really nice uh, pool villa there for free actually, but where I proposed I paid for. Oh, and did I pay for that, folks? All right, let's move it on. Are you truly happy with what you're doing work-wise? And what's your five-year plan? What a great question. Um, I really love this question because it comes from someone who is a YouTuber herself, and she's got a very uh, uh, um, a robust Patreon she's doing. And so I, I, I take this question to heart. There are aspects of what I do that I love, and there's things that I don't love. But overall, I'm able to connect with people through a show that is not that important to me, right? The Bachelor is not that important. It is just a common denominator for us to have conversations. If the show goes away, I'll find another one to talk about and I'll continue to talk about random things and whatever, you know, piques my interest. Uh, but am I truly happy? I am. I You could not do what I do uh, daily and with so much you know energy, I think, if it wasn't something I, you like to do. I, I always thought that to make it on YouTube, you had to be like a vlogger and you had to make all these videos about you know your daily life or whatever, tra- travel tips and different things. But what I've learned is what I get to do between the podcast and YouTube is I get to connect with you guys about social dynamics, about relationships, about uh, love and life and inspiration things and self-help things and my day-to-day things. And that's what I love to talk about. So I love to talk. I get to do it with you guys. And so, yeah, I truly do love what I do. My five-year plan is to be touring. I want to be touring um, uh, and have that become a larger percentage of my income. Uh, Touring stand-up comedy, that is. um, You know, I've been doing stand-up for 11 years, just slowly inching my way up the rung of the ladder, building an audience. But I really think um, my 40s, I'm 38 now. They always say your 40s are where you make your money. Uh, I really think that um, if I can get... Uh, more opportunities by having a bigger audience that I that I'll be able to do shows in random places. Everyone's like, "Come to Duluth, come to Minneapolis." There's a police officer you need to get arrested by. You know what I mean? Everyone, <laughs> everyone's always got like, "Come to this town," and it's like, "Well." I will if I can get audience there. In Seattle, I got you know 75 people to buy tickets. That was enough for me to fly to Seattle, uh, put myself up in a decent hotel, and come perform. So my goal in five years is to be able to do that in any city I want in the country. And then you know also could travel Europe and do that. So I want to be less married to needing to make YouTube content. But I don't think I would stop. I think what I would do if I had you know a, a little bit of a larger income is I would hire a producer who would sort of get my tabs going, know how to make my thumbnails, really do the things that I don't really care to do, and then let me do what I love, which is maybe come to you guys for an hour a day and just crank out some content, and then you know people can people who are online can get their love, and then I can have that human connection in person. Because look, folks, there's nothing better than performing stand-up comedy live. Uh, talking to you guys is great and all. I love the conversations we have, but it is just a percentage of the true emotion you get from being live in the flesh. Bruce has a question. If you could design your own reality TV show, what would it be about? Extra if it has escape rooms. I think my reality TV show would be competition-based. I love the cinematography of Survivor. I love the element of getting yourself out of your normal situations, and I love the entrepreneurial aspect of some other shows. So it'd be cool to have 
a show that's like a survivor meets um, on, um, uh, The Apprentice. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, folks. I don't know. Um, but I do love Special Forces. I think that's a good show. Something that really helps you tap into um, your hero's journey. So uh, if you could try to make a reality show about your hero's journey, maybe you're down on your luck. You've tried everything to, you know, you, you know, you're uh, maybe you haven't succeeded in the way you wanted to in life. But then if you could uh, be provided with maybe some seed funding in one way or another, maybe it's like Shark Tank style. Shark Tank meets Survivor. Bull Shark. Uh, Dave Neal created the show bull shark it's where you go out there and you fight a shark 17 years wide all right um i'm losing my mind um here's a good question who have you connected with most out of your driving with dave guests that's a really tough question because i really try my best to have such um deep conversations but i have to tell you i think i think somebody who got the most out of my interview on their end, might have been Corinne Olympios. She, I'm not kidding. She didn't want it to end. It just goes to show the thirst we have as an as humans to have in in you know in person interaction. Um, I think uh, Justin and Andrew and Susie. I I quickly. Uh, uh, made good bonds with them. Of course, Chad and I hit the ground running. Same with Reality Steve, hit the ground running. Um, Katie Thurston and I, I already kind of knew all the questions I was asking, so um, it wasn't like I was getting too much of a new person there, but I really did get to see like the blue collar upbringing of Katie Thurston. She hides it well. She didn't want me to promote it, you know, like growing up in a kind of a lower middle income housing, but I, I can relate. I, I had the same upbringing and um, you know what we see. So we see somebody for who they are, not where they came from. But uh, when you start asking questions and prying about people, you realize, Oh, they're not just the, uh, the influencer or celebrity or whoever they are now. There, it, there's a real journey that we all go on and I think um, I think the Driving with Dave episodes have done a relatively decent job of getting those stories unearthed. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's take a quick break and then we're going to round this puppy out. We'll be back right after this. Well, some people don't know what a Q&A is. I got three in a row from the same person that were just statements. Nick needs to give credit where it's due. With all that's happening, I want to say you're the real one. And then they said, my seven-year-old daughter puts you on when I'm cooking. She already knows, LOL. Well, thank you. Some of those weren't questions, but your answer is thank you for that. That's very kind. And here's another one. Biggest lessons from becoming by creating your own business. You need to be on Trading Secrets. I'll tell you what, folks. Jason Tartik. Come on. You said you like me. You haven't asked me to be on. I guess I'm not cool enough. I understand. I don't have a huge following. I'm not, uh, you know, some famous person. I get it. Uh, but uh, when he does ask, I will go on if that day comes. A boy can dream. Um, big less, biggest lessons about creating your own business. I think find out what you love talking about. Find out what you love doing. Find out what you're an expert in. And don't overthink it. Don't, you know, you know, some people like don't realize what their expertise is. A lot of, you know, people like look at Jelly Roll, right? He's a super famous musician and didn't even know he had a good voice because his family wasn't really supportive of him. And he, uh, you know, didn't have anyone tell him what his like calling was. Is anybody telling you what your calling is? Uh, it doesn't have to be super grandiose. I mean, look, we've got uh, we've got people in our community that uh, do things that on the outside might seem very minimal, but they've built a real career over it. We have somebody who writes child books about um, neurodiversity. How great is that? We have someone in the community asked a few questions here who's uh, an ASMR expert. I mean, come on, folks. Uh, now is the time to niche down and do something you love. Uh, I was actually thinking about creating a level on the Patreon where we just discuss 
um, you know, goal like goals, creative goals. Because I've always said uh, the the key to creativity, I think, in finding a career path that's maybe content creating, is to find something that you can give other people. What is that? What can you give people? Uh, information. Can you give them something? And can you make it entertaining so that they enjoy listening to what you give them? So that when they see you've got a new podcast out or a YouTube video or Instagram live, that they uh, get a dopamine rush because they get to talk to a friend. You know, what is that? Uh, what conversation can you have? And those are questions I guess you got. You have to ask yourself. Um, someone said, I think you should stop spreading conspiracies. You blame the boomers saying that lead is in their brains. How do you explain Ted Cruz and Matt Gates? Okay, well, this is such a boomer take. <laughs> the fact that 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 I say lead was in the paint and gasoline in the 70s and early 80s, which it was, doesn't mean that every single person has some crazy neurotoxin in their brain. It just means collectively that generation of people that existed were exposed to lead. Maybe you didn't lick lead paint. I don't know what you did, but some people did, and it has affected some people's brains. And I think naturally, the older people get, oh, you're going to get upset with this, is the more uh, there is, you know, there's suckers for fear. And it's not just old people. There's certain personality types and certain political leanings where it's easier to scare people. Now, I might not be scared easily. I go swimming with bull sharks. Uh, but the truth is, when I read an article that's like, here's the Thing that's going to kill you today, I, I give it a double take. I do. I give it a double take. It doesn't mean like I don't believe in certain environmental issues or things that can happen, but if someone's trying to sell you on fear, trust me when I say this, they're going to gain something out of that. Oh, if you don't buy these solar panels, you'll this. If you don't uh, put this extra shine on your car, you're going to get that. It's like, all right, chill out. You know what I mean? Uh, so uh, does is it a is it a conspiracy that lead paint uh, is a neuro uh, uh, is a neurotoxin that has actually hurt people's brains? No, and that's a scientific study. And uh, providing me with two examples of politicians, which by the way aren't boomers. I have no idea. I believe they're both Gen Z and millennial. I have no idea what the point was of that one, but I'm happy to dance with you if you want to dance. Uh, do you run into any wild animals? We saw flying foxes, which were about three to four foot wide. Maybe they were 10 feet wide at this point. The more we, the more I think back on them, the bigger they were. Flying foxes, we got some videos of those, uh, which are bats. They're adorable. And we saw dolphins and a bull shark. And last night, walking back, our final night, we saw a turtle, which is Tasha's favorite animal. We saw a turtle and then a giant stingray. I mean, a stingray must have been five feet wide. It was literally like a carpet just uh, d dancing across the ocean floor. It was amazing, folks. Uh, I got to barrel through some of these questions. Is there a liability insurance that covers defamation? Have you considered getting it? I'm not sure and no. I usually don't have to deal with defamation issues, including this current one. I've, I've, I've spouted no lies. And uh, in order to defame someone, you have to be lying. But I'd rather just, you know, the videos that I took down off the internet already made their money. So I was like, you know what? We're not going to deal with this frivolous lawsuit. R what resort did you stay and would you recommend? Um, uh, I'll go into that answer more so once we leave here uh, because we're not exactly done. But um, stick around and we'll make some YouTube vlogs about that. How do you think Matt's mom did on Golden Bachelor? I heard she was out the first night. Did you make a baby on your honeymoon? I guess we'll have to find out. I guess we'll have to find out. You two cuties procreate? Oh, we got some nosy Nancy's over here. Um, uh, so let's see what else here. What are your thoughts on Bachelor fan take? And would you do Driving with Dave interview with him? I probably wouldn't do a Driving with Dave interview with Bachelor fan take. He's in Canada. Um, I have interviewed him. He seems like a nice guy. 
and I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, we don't. We kind of both stay in our lanes. We don't really uh, communicate at all. Uh, but uh, he's um, he's uh, he's a beast on the internet. That's for sure. Where is yours and Tasha's favorite travel destination? I don't know. That's a tough one. I loved. I I, I we truly loved Bali. We loved Thailand. We really loved Colombia. I think we love hot, warm places where we can get some sun that have a decent exchange rate. Um, is it time for Kraft to say goodbye to Belichick? That won't happen. How is Boone? Boone's healthy. Um, I think he's recovering just fine, even though that the Boone's vet cost me as much money as five days in the Maldives on an overwater villa. I sp- I've spent more money on that dog than I think I've spent on my uh, buying my Tesla. Uh, why do you think the Bachelor move shows to Thursdays? Uh, because of the strike and there's no original content. Have you been asked to go on Jason's Trading Secrets podcast? No. I've had Bachelor leads recommend me to them uh, to no response. Hey, that's the facts. Do I like Jason Tartik? Yes. Has he told me he's appreciative of the content I make? Yes. Uh, but again, I think it's just a business thing. I don't think I provide him enough um, equity equity to cross-promote. I think that's what it comes down to. Or maybe I'm just not that interesting. I don't know. Either way, I don't take it personally, but um, I do understand. You know, I've reached out to other big content creators and I've had people just not get back to me. And it's like, I get it because I've had content creators reach out to me and I go, is it really worth my time? They've got 30 reviews on their podcast. It's going to take me an hour and a half of my day. Now, do I think Jason Tartik is mistaken at the strength of our community? Yes. We are the top watched podcast from Courtney Robertson's podcast of all the you know people she's uh, had on. We're a top watched podcast on the Dear Shandy. I think we were a top uh, watched uh, if you looked on Caitlin Bristow's, if you go by YouTube comments and by YouTube views. So I think our audience is very loyal. And if anyone wants me to be on Jason Tartik's, go ahead and ask him. I mean, I would, uh, I would only want to do it in person. But again, maybe he's saving me for a time he really needs it. Lindsay said, do you feel stronger after almost fighting a bull shark with your bare hands? I don't know, Lindsay. I'm still, I, I don't know if I've overcome the... Uh, I haven't had any nightmares yet. But uh, the question is, does the bull shark feel stronger for knowing I didn't attack it? Um, one for the rest of your life, bachelor or bachelorette. I choose bachelor in paradise. Uh, was this a work trip or tada vacation? It was, uh, depending on who's asking, is it, a, is it IRS asking or what? Uh, it was a little bit of both. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for me. Uh, maybe you'll get some YouTube videos today of me on the, uh, on the stretch between my flights. Like I said, we have three flights to catch. It's going to be a hell of a journey back home. But, uh, when we get back by Monday, I will be back in studio. I got my alerts turned on for Clayton Eckerd. Be prepared for a breaking news video when the paternity news comes in. Oh boy, it's going to be a good one. Rest up this weekend. I'm coming at you full gear. That's right. Bull Shark Dave, ready to prowl. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one. It's Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour. Baby Shark.